is the Storymobile podcast. We are a solar-powered moving art space that travels to events and through neighborhoods to collect your stories. The St. Paul Almanac book was created in 2005 and has since been released annually. The goal is to bring together the diverse community of St. Paul through literary arts. The Almanac is a meeting place for sharing stories and artwork of our community. This year, the St. Paul Almanac released their 11th volume, On a Collected Path. As part of a reading festival, authors have gathered at various venues throughout St. Paul to read their fabulous work. On Thursday, May 4th, readers gathered at Amore Coffee to read their pieces from St. Paul Almanac, On a Collected Path. Volume 11. Next up, you have Louis DeSanto. Louis DeSanto retired from Como Zoo in 2005. He was also a writer slash photographer for the Weekly Sun newspaper. His interests include writing children's stories, listening to classical music, watching old movies, and reminiscing with friends about the good times he had in downtown St. Paul. Louis is especially honored to be one of the winners of the 2011 St. Paul Sidewalk Poetry Contest, as well as to have several stories published in the Almanac. Please welcome Louis. Thank you, David. Nice to see uh, so many people here, and, and it is a real honor to be among so many talented writers. You know, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, and the story you're about to hear is true. No names were changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> this is Zoo Mama and the Orangutan. She was affectionately known as Zoo Mama, and in the 20 years I worked as a keeper at St. Paul's Como Zoo, I never met a nicer or more passionate advocate for this beloved conclave of creatures great and small than Arlene Schooneman. When she died in 2013 at age 79, Arlene left an indelible mark on the zoo from helping to start the Como Zoo Society and docent education and guide program to successfully lobbying for $8.5 million in desperately needed state funding for new buildings in the mid-70s. And it was their sincere hope that Como would always remain a free zoo. But Arlene is perhaps best known for turning her Como Park Zoo, her Como Park home, into a true animal house, uh, not to be confused with the movie, becoming zoo mama to an eclectic collection of baby gorillas, orangutans, lions, tigers, and bears. Nurturing these critters for anywhere from four months to over a year was a remarkable act of love and generosity by Arlene and her family. And it was also a considerable test of their perseverance and patience. And Arlene had the battered furniture to prove it. For me, however, the most enduring memory of Arlene is the hot July day in 1985 when three orangutans made a daring daylight escape. Unlike Casey the gorilla, 
who used brute strength to leap to the top of a 15-foot wall in his highly publicized 1994 escape. Yorangs employed a more cerebral approach. They broke off a branch from the tree in their yard, propped it against the wall, and calmly climbed out. <laughs> After moving visitors out of the area, keepers were able to walk the two younger orangs, Carlo and Bruno, back into the primate building. Although it took some donuts to coax down Carlo, who had scampered to the top of the small monkey cage. But adult female Gigi had other ideas. She headed out the south gate into the park, surrounded by an entourage of keepers as if she was a famous celebrity. The first thing we tried was trapping Gigi with a heavy cargo net, but she tossed it aside like it was grandma's paisley shawl. And she turned up her nose at the Twinkies and fruit I offered. As our surreal little parade marched past the O'Neill ride area, who should come running up but Arlene? Gigi was one of the babies Arlene had raised in her home, and she was hoping to use some friendly persuasion on her foster daughter. You remember me, Gigi, Arlene said reassuringly. Take my hand and we'll go back to the zoo. But as Arlene reached out, Gigi suddenly flipped up her powerful left arm and sent Arlene crashing to the ground. I helped to stun Arlene to her feet and then continued to follow Gigi, who showed absolutely no remorse as she trudged across Como Avenue where two policemen had stopped traffic. Gigi then entered a nearby thicket and climbed a small tree, sitting quietly until she was tranquilized by zoo veterinarian Ralph Farnsworth and transported back to the primate building. Afterward, I talked to a still shaken and slightly embarrassed Arlene who reflected on her close encounter of the painful kind. Probably not a good idea, she admitted, but I really thought Gigi would feel comfortable with me. I never dreamed she would knock me down. I applauded Arlene for her courage and good intentions. And then, in a very serious tone, I said, just think about all you did for Gigi welcoming that furry bundle of joy into your home, the late night feedings, changing diapers, forgiving her when she got into mischief, cleaning up those little accidents. And how does she show her gratitude? By pulling you over like a sack of potatoes. Arlene threw her head back and burst into laughter. And that is how we will always remember this wonderful lady and zoo mama the best friend Como Zoo ever had. Wow. See, it wasn't too long after that incredibly the orangutans broke off another branch from their tree <laughs> and seemed poised to cope with the wall again. 
The first thing I did was run into the primate house and I got some Twinkies. Then I climbed over the, the retaining fence and very carefully peeked over the wall and there was Gigi looking up at me holding that branch. So I, I said, look Gigi, I'll make you a trade. You give me the branch, I'll give you the Twinkies. And unbelievably, she handed the branch right up and I threw her the Twinkies. And I remember a big cheer went up from the crowd gathered around the exhibit. Uh, it was a perfect example of the barter system and quid pro quo, something for something. And to paraphrase an old adage, a Twinkie hath charm to soothe a savage beast. <laughs> By the way, we, we finally did replace the tree, which was, it was just kind of a big dead tree with wooden poles. And I thought, there's no way they could ever break off one of those and prop them against the wall. But I still kept a box of Twinkies handy, just in case. Thank you again. To hear more stories, learn more about Storymobile, and to find out where we'll be pedaling off to next, visit storymobile.org.